0: The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch-ch-chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void We're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Hey, guys. Welcome to the Wickhackers podcast with me, Daniel Coy, where I will be taking you behind the scenes of the hair side of the entertainment industry. You never know where my rants will
1: go, so stay tuned. Before we start this episode, if you haven't installed this already, go to the Apple App Store and download the Broadway Podcast Network app. This podcast, as well as BPN's vast library of other top theater-adjacent live events, storytelling, audio plays, everything is all right there in the app. It integrates the YouTube channel. You can configure push notifications. It's got full integration with Apple CarPlay, so you can listen safely in your car. You can also add non-BPN podcast to the app so it can replace all of your existing antiquated podcast apps. So make sure to check out the Broadway Podcast Network app in the Apple App Store now or get it easily by visiting bpn.fm slash app.
2: Hey guys, welcome back to the Week Actors Podcast, and wow, I have a big one today. This is, I think, almost my biggest celebrity on my podcast right now. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Trixie Mattel. What?
3: I'm the biggest celebrity on your podcast? To date. To date. (laughs) That is bleak. That's dark. That's a dark
2: thought. Thank you for having me, Daniel Coy. (laughs) No. Oh my God. So we... We actually quasi know each other from that brief meeting on season seven, the most difficult season of my life. Really? Oh my God. It was the worst experience of my life. That whole experience. Tell me. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, have I, you I, already I, talked about it? No, I haven't. No. So I spent like hundred K to do that. And
3: uh, oh, like, to, to be the sponsor. All the things.
2: Yeah. All the things, yeah. products. And I got not one sale. Boop. Hello. Wow. Yeah, just want, like, that's that's why it's so mind-boggling to where you guys are now. And, like, all the products you come out, like, I'm Bitter Nancy. That's, so I'm already coming from a different world. Because I'm like, I thought it was going to be great. I thought it was going to be awesome. Like, I'm doing the thing. And then I get there, and they're like, I'm going to give you three posts. And, oh, no, you get a parking spot. That's it. That is all they gave me.
3: Gag. I mean, I know... I don't want to tell tales out of school, but I know obviously Anastasia Beverly Hills pays them a lot. And I know that because I've talked to other makeup companies that have made extremely generous offers and they were, they were declined even though they were pretty good offers. So I know that they must be for makeup sponsorship, at least like being paid very well.
2: Yeah, no, I'm, I mean, I don't even know how I really got mine. So it was just, it was just a lot. It was a lot with the, the return on investment wasn't there, but anyway, this is season seven. Time.
3: Was a lot. It was a lot for me too. I lost twice. I'm. <laughs> I had a lot going on. <laughs> so let's. Okay. So how do they? Introduce... We're obviously talking about RuPaul's Drag Race, in case oh, they don't know.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're talking about RuPaul's Drag. Race. Sorry, Ra-
3: we're talking about season seven of Charmed. We were on Charmed.
2: <laughs> oh my god, I love you. So... Can
3: I say something controversial about Charmed?
2: <laughs> yeah, it is not that good.
3: I mean. It is not all that. No, Buffy is doing everything those girls are doing and more. Like, it, how many? Six or eight seasons of Charmed and every monster is killed oh. with a, a glass potion that gets thrown. Every monster. Every monster. Give me a break.
1: Oh my God.
3: I mean, it's a great show for women and for family. Great, love it. Blah, 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 blah. But like, Middle-man. I know people who turn the fuck up for Charmed. I'm like, Did you have other channels? Like (laughs) they were not doing. They were not doing the impossible. They were not giving you everything you needed. They. It was fine
2: for them. They found their script. It's fine,
3: and you know what? If it's on, I've seen. By the way, I've seen the series a few times, all the way through. So I don't hate it. But when people act like it's something, I'm like, girl, it's kind of like how I think Lana Del Rey is really good, but people who love Lana Del Rey act like she's the Beatles (laughs) and so I think Lana Del Rey stands drum her up to be something that she ultimately maybe doesn't live up to so if people just casually said oh I like Lana Del Rey I think critics would more widely say like it is good Mm. but since she's treated like this like Madonna level like right you know you know then the people who aren't really into her music are like it's not all that you know
2: what I mean a hundred percent. Be
3: a hype man for your fave, but not to the point where you actually there is actually no delivery. There's no return oh. investment.
2: <laughs> return on investment. That's what life is about. That's been, anyway. But okay. So first off, how many wigs do you have? I have since it is a wig podcast and we talk about wigs. How many okay. wigs do you have? Well,
3: it really depends like I mean, like if we're talking full caps, right? I mean, or like falls too, are those separate? Okay. Let's say honestly, probably yeah. somewhere around
2: So do you do more like hairline, wig, foundation, and then falls? Is that what I'm hearing?
3: I probably have about 50 or 60 right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, I would say at least 15, 20 of those are in a box or a bin somewhere. And then another 15 is like full cuts or long straight wigs. And then the other half is divided probably between, there's probably 10 wigs I wear a lot. And they're mostly like when I tour, I kind of do the Barla Jean Merman or Bianca thing where you have a frontal, a lace frontal, and then you change falls. Because in Grown Up, my tour, for example, there's like five wigs in that show. and 15, five wigs and I want to say five wigs and 11 costumes. So it's a lot. And three pairs of shoes, five pairs of jewelry, five sets of jewelry. So the falls make it really easy because I can sneak backstage during a video, take one giant geisha pin out, change it stick it in it doesn't yeah. doesn't go anywhere because i'm playing guitar so i'm not I'm not doing backflips it's not gonna fall off.
2: no why don't you do back clips
3: just- well <laughs> i don't do it because i can't <laughs> okay and if i could y'all would know because i'd be doing it all the time like i hate I'm, i hate when people are like i'm sick of drag queen doing the splits i'm like
2: if i could do the splits i'd be doing them it looks fun i yeah what is your favorite hair of all time that you have or had, or how about had? Cause you know, they, you can't ever recreate that moment. There's a couple.
3: So there's one that I wear a lot that I wore for my promo for All Stars 3. That's, it's a middle part and it's a big like Farrah Fawcett yep. had wig swept away in the face. It's really big and old. Wigs and Grace did it years ago. And the dirtier it's gotten, the more it holds a oh. very like doll hair, cotton texture. It doesn't really look like hair anymore. And then I actually really like, I like doing the frontal with the snatched up piece with a bell, like a flip. With the flip? It's off my neck. I can wear sequins. It's off my back.
2: Um, yeah. And
3: because it's a fall, it's not in my face. It's like behind um, you. I really like that wig. And I wear like, let's say 95% of my looks are like mod 60s looks. So sure. the flip just goes with a lot of them. Also I have a longer face and I find that the flip gives me the width I need to kind of like balance out the picture. I don't look great in, like, tall wigs. I look better in in wider wider. wigs. Why blonde? Well, because no other drag queens do it. (laughs) No. Well, I love Barbie, obviously. So, you know, the the influences in my life growing up, like Audrey from Little Shop of Horrors and Barbie. Yeah, yeah. There were so many people who were blonde. and, And, you know, my two biggest, I would say, drag icons are Bunny and... Amanda Lepore, we're both blonde. Oh, that is, that is, so,
2: okay. This makes more sense. Blonde just
3: matters to me. And like somebody asked me recently on our podcast, The Bald and the Beautiful, Gigi Good asked me, what is your drag character's natural hair color? <gasps> and I almost said blonde. And then I said, no, it's brunette. I think she's a brunette and she probably does her roots every six days yeah. because she never wants people to know. It's that level of commitment.
2: Cause you never have a root. I never see you in a rooted wig. You just want blonde from the scalp. So everything. Yeah, I'm not a
3: huge fan of rooted wigs. Like I wore one for Romy Michelle and that was kind of fun, but yeah, I'm not a huge fan of rooted wigs to be honest. Not on me. Like vanity makes some really beautiful ones like Miss Australia, Mm -hmm. where it's like a nice honey caramel at the root but I probably wouldn't wear it unless
2: it's like a white trash character or something. Okay, character, great. What? So you have your cosmetic line. How did we get there? Like we did, you know, season seven, we did all-stars and you won. Congrats, by the way. Thank you.
3: Uh,
2: I know. I, yeah. So like, how did, how did that come about? Like, I don't want to say it's for you as a brand. Like I see music and touring and that, and then makeup. Woohoo! Like, well, well I love making makeup and you know, I worked for
3: the years at an Ulta. I freelanced in Sephora's. I was with Mac for five years so I was doing retail cosmetics as my day job when I was a working drag queen and through college. So I was selling makeup and learning about technology and makeup and, and, you know, for 40 hours a week, I watched people shop for makeup for a living. So you learn a lot about what people want out of makeup. So I was just that person who, whenever something came out, I would be like, mm, I would have named it this. And I think this price points too high and I don't like the way it smells. So like, I just always have something to say about a makeup product. And I love trying makeup. I've been, even before I could afford it, I've always been a product junkie. Hmm. I love, I love a high end. I love drugstore, any kind of makeup product. I just love to try products. And so I think I've accidentally built up a really great foundation for the knowledge required to build some great products and have with Trixie. Being Trixie has really taught me that packaging matters. So our vision has always been, can we have pro formulas in like kids toy packaging? Yeah. Cause you know, in my drag makeup kit, I used to have like, my glitter stackers from Claire's and my Bonnie (laughs) bell and like, you know, my body glitters. And then I would have like my makeup forever, my Mac, my Smashbox, my pro stuff. And I was always like, I wish these formulas came in this fun packaging. Mm. And so that was kind of our mission statement always.
2: I love it so much. I, what's your favorite product that you have?
3: I really love mod about you, our orange blush palette. Mm. All of our brush blush palettes are like decades. So we have, mod about you which is 60s summer of love is 70s back to the Fush is 80s and you never know what could be coming next i'm uh. just gonna say <laughs> we are very much a blush company let's just say that like i love blush if we could just be a company that makes only blush i would be happy with that
2: so when you oh dang it anyway oh wigs so we're talking about wigs lace what lace do you use because i have like a lot of wig makers what lace
3: Okay. I would say when it's something more durable, like if I'm in my really nice, bright studio where it's really going to blast the hairline, I can wear like a James Mansfield wig because those are not the fanciest, like not invisible like HD lace, but they're not like screen doors. It's kind of <laughs> like somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. And because the the lace on, on James Mansfield wigs are so durable, I can really get in there, and just scrub the hell out of them and there is no fraying because it's not, I don't think it's like an organic no. material in the lace. So that's nice. Vanity is my favorite, but with the wig famine of COVID, it's been hard to get like her, her, her 613 color, which I believe is called bombshell. Basically, I haven't been able to get it for a year. So I have one vanity lace right now that's trimmed down to like, down to the hair that I, I have know. to wash. I have to clean it every time and be really careful with it. Although I just sent Vanity a wrap a of my head and she's going to start doing all custom 613 hairlines for me because yeah. blondes are tough because every brand makes a slightly different yeah. 613. And depending on the lighting, it can be really obvious.
2: Yes. Yeah, it's the, the the lie that they use when they leave all the hair in the batches. So they don't keep it in long enough. That's the, the problem. So what, what do you wish that you could have done on one of your seasons? Like either, I mean- Like, what was something that you're like, oh, I wish I could have did this. And it, like, sticks with you today. I mean,
3: I'm very much a big picture person. So, you know, having that crown on a shelf in my house kind of has erased all, (laughs) like, what could I have done? Yeah. Because Drag Race is also a reality show. And you also, people don't like it when you win and have zero vulnerability. They don't Mm. like to see you never, never mess up. I hated messing up Snatch Game. But then watching the episode and seeing myself crying, I'm like, oh, well probably warm me up to a lot of people so you have to kind of look at the big picture i guess i mean i i don't on set i really especially on seven don't love my makeup skills it took me i would say i got on drag race on season seven around the time i was starting to finally get my aesthetic mm-hmm. like this kind of like like 60s a little bit country a little bit mod barbie thing i was just starting to get it and so i wish maybe I had figured that vibe out a little earlier. Okay. Because I was kind of doing more 80s Barbie for a long time in the beginning of my career. A lot of asymmetrical hair, big shoulders, you know, fishnets and pearls, a little bit like Madonna Barbie almost. And then when I started shifting to sort of like 60s Hawaiian vacation Barbie, it, it really changed a lot for me. When I started wearing like swimsuits and sunglasses and I was like, oh, this is, I think more my vibe. And that's when I started doing like the drawn on bottom lashes. And, you know, that's when I kind of started doing the really big makeup.
2: What is something like, would you do another color hair? I'm just like, would you do it? Um,
3: Yes, I have a vanity in banoffee, which is like a banana toffee color. It's like a caramel toffee with banana chunky highlights. Oh. And I had it styled by Zach Killian, who does yes! all my wigs. Basically I love him now. so much. Yeah, Zach Killian pretty much does all my wigs. He's so talented. I mean, his client list is... So a list. I don't know how he makes time for me. I mean, I'm so lucky. He's really elevated my drag, and he understands proportion too. He understands that I'm a six foot tall man, and if it's a curl, I need it to look like I'm so little, and that curl is doll size, huge. So he does like barrel curls, and I mean, even if it's a straight wig, it has a base tease three inches thick. You know, he hate- really does that. So I would wear like I want to maybe try like a like a t- coffee coffee caramel color with like blonde chunky highlights for like a shoot sometime i have this fantasy of doing a collection like a makeup collection where i wear like brown hair in the ads and really yeah. gagging people yeah uh because i i love a lot like i love lana i love june carter i love priscilla presley there's a lot of people with brown hair where i'm like oh like when i see a priscilla presley picture i'm like damn blonde ha- uh maybe chocolate hair is so pretty um
2: but that would look I really pretty it. I'm just like, especially with your skin tone, I think that would look really pretty. Oh, I mean, I like on really fair queens. I think chocolate, like
3: warm chocolate hair colors make your skin look really milky and like it makes look your skin look really perfect. And I think blonde hair, like for me, at least blonde hair is part of what makes my contour look so crazy. Tr- true. I and mean, the hair is so light.
2: And do you glue down your lace every day? Like, you- uh huh.
3: So my, you know, remove it with the wipe, I alcohol it, and I obviously clean the lace. And then because I'm totally shaved, I can, like, basically do, like, a an inch uh, of spirit gum on tour all the way around. So I don't even have to put the glue on the front of the lace. I can glue you, it just right behind where the hair is. it is. So, yeah, like, if you look at the inside of my wigs, the area around the hairline is clear. And then there's a band of glue behind that because... It, you can't see it, and because I don't have hair up there, it's it's not like it's gonna rip all my hair.
2: See the little thing.
3: And it makes it nice because then you alcohol your head, and then you make that when you put that much glue on it and that big of a surface area, that way it's not going anywhere, and you can attach these big crazy falls and whip them around and nothing happens. What glue do you use? I love Cryolin mastics. Oh, okay. Or mastics P. Wow, that's my favorite. Okay. It's my favorite because, because... And the one that dries matte is so good. Okay. Um, Because I hate when spirit gum doesn't dry matte. I have no use for that. I have enough time for that in my life. Yeah, that's what I use. And then okay. I clean it with alcohol.
2: What made you? What do you use? Oh, I use Telesis. I'm a Telesis. I've never used it. Yeah. it. I mean, it's really expensive, to be honest. So the shows pay for it and I just use it. So, and it's, it dries matte and clear, which is really great. And it doesn't turn yellow. Like, that. it doesn't crystallize. But you do need... You need to scrub it off though. That's the only thing with HD lace. So, you know. Mastics uh, is nice. Carlin Mastics is nice because it has a nice big
3: fat brush and you put like a dollop of spirit gum on your head at once, which I love. Uh, I hate having to dip and dip and draw like dip, dip. And I yeah. can't do that.
2: I put it in a roller bottle, like red perfume. And you just oh Oh my God. <laughs>
3: That's and why you make it the big off. bucks. That, that is,
2: is so hilarious. genius. And then I take watercolor pencils and put alcohol in it to take it off. Watercolor pencils. Like the water. Do I have one right um, here? I'll, don't look at my paint. He's leaving. He's left. I've left the building. The watercolor. Oh, so it comes
3: empty and you put whatever you want in it.
2: And you put your alcohol in it. Whoa. You
3: just go it off.
2: Girl, that's amazing. Yeah. Those are the fun tips. Those are the fun tips and tricks. There you go.
3: My favorite thing about having an assistant is when I'm on tour, he cleans the lace every single night and I don't have to do it. So I get to put on clean lace every day, which is, a, it's nice. Oh, look at but you. But obviously during COVID, I've been having to do it all myself. It's been horrible.
2: Horrible, the lace. Uh, yeah. What do you use to clean your lace? Alcohol, 99% alcohol. Great. Uh, what other fun tips would you give a new person to wigs? I know. Yeah. What is it like, you know, oh, you should really use this or do this or something. What what is your tip for wig working?
3: Well, like I think back to because I went to beauty school, so I had the foundations of hairstyling a little bit. So I knew how to back home and do roller sets and, you know, direct and all that. Like, so I had a little bit of vocabulary that helped. But people learning hot rollers would be great. Yeah, I mean, a Let's set see. of hot rollers can save a wig, it can make a wig, it can change everything. And a lot of times you can find them at Goodwill. No one wants them. Um, but a lot of like, famous, fancy people use hot rollers. They're great. Yes, 100%. I like, course- um, a lot of like TV anchors, reality TV people, a lot of people use hot rollers. And then honestly, quality over quantity. Like, mm. I know as drag queens, you feel like everything in the beginning is more and more and more. I need to change three wigs that night. Everyone needs to see three different looks. Honestly, like, mm. if you have a great hair, just don't change it. I don't know why we make drag queens, like, change wigs left and right. Like, you should be able to put a wig on and wear it all night.
2: Yeah. I, I think. I, I'm, I'm also in your same world I, when I dabbled in drag. One color. You get one color. Blonde. With highlights, that's what you get, yeah. Then, but then there's times your crown hair is different. What would you do with your crown hair?
3: I've never worn it really. I wore it on TV once, and it was like a Maryland, so it had a nice big bang and a lot of puff on the sides, and it was kind of flat on the crown of the head. I hated wearing that thing. I mean, I i i don't want to be shady. I'm just gonna say it I don't like my crown, I don't like the way it looks. I think I have one of the worst crowns on Drag Race, don't like it. What so it is it the- on a shelf?
2: Okay, I'm I'm how do you travel your wigs? Do you keep them in boxes? What's your your routine for the travel? So I'll have like a big Swiss gear like suitcase,
3: like a big not fabric, but like you know what I mean, like almost well, tarp material mm-hmm. suitcase and I have grocery bags from Target, CDS whatever and I brush the wig out, you know, if it's like a flip or a long fall or a long straight one and each wig goes in its own bag and then the bags just get put in there. And I find, because I've always traveled with huge hair, Right. as long as there's nothing heavy in the box, the wigs don't really crush each other because they're all light and they all bounce around. Mm-hmm. And the plastic bags keep the fibers from like grabbing and pulling and giving each other unnecessary kind of like webbing. Yes. So that's what I do. And then if it's really big pieces, I mean, there's been wigs like on tour, like I said, I'll have a few different base wigs and a bunch of different, like this last last grown up. it was like a Chrissy. I don't remember if you remember Chrissy doll, beautiful Chrissy has beautiful hair that grows. It was like a rounded seventies bang. Yeah. And Zach Killian tied it all up into a updo and the updo had a big hair bump permanently attached to it. So then I just had like five different falls that attached to one base wig
2: Uh, and that
3: made it really easy to travel. Because every day I just had to touch up the balls.
2: Uh, and that's it. I love that.
3: And then I travel with the vanity wig, wig holders that are like the, the two plastic pieces. Oh, mm-hmm. Not because they're the best, but because they break down. Yeah, you can't travel with dead. five styrofoam wig heads.
2: No. Or even, I, I don't like styrofoam heads. But even though like, I'm a regular head, I'm like, no! Um, okay. Do you block your wigs? When I'm working on them? Or, yes. or whenever. So, in between performances even? Yes, I have a huge head. So I think I
3: have probably one of the biggest blocks you can get. Um, And I'll block it. I'll block the wig if I'm like redoing sort of. Because I'll have, I'll do like a reverse French braid up the back, you know, to make like a a pony. And that pony is where the hair all attaches to. And then I'll have panels on the temples and a big chunk on the top of the crown. Not the crown, like the the hairline. And those get separated out because that's obviously what I use to snatch smooth. Mm. So I'll use the block to like reset that like once every quarter, maybe for that wig. Mm. Mm. And then the, the falls I'll put on the block if I need to fix them up. But most of the time on tour, like my assistant knows, if we just kind of like the Zach Killian makes me such big, beautiful, durable wigs, those styles are in there. And those styles are big because he has put so much hair in them. So, <laughs> They're very durable. As long as we brush out the top layer, it's like I can just pick them up off the ground, whip it on, stick a pin in the top and go. And then usually for the costumes, we will my customer will work with the hair people to create little magic that like on tour in Malibu. We 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 switch from a caftan that has turban. The turban falls off, and there's a headband that matches a swimsuit cover up. That cover up comes off and there's another cover up with another headband reveal. There's headband reveals. Oh. And then the final headband reveal is sunglasses for a, a swimsuit. And then that swimsuit comes off and another pair of sunglasses is under that. So like, <laughs> it's all about being strategic. And it's funny cause certain things I think are important. And then like a few dates into the tour, I'm like, wow, these are 2000 seat theaters. Nobody's seeing a sunglass reveal. <laughs> but it's i know true. it's there yes no but you do that's the thing it's for the back i would say just learn to do your own wigs that's one b- back to like a, advice yeah learn to do your own hair it's not as hard as you think it is the resources on youtube by the way james mansfield is out here giving away professional secrets Look and nice. i'm just gonna say it 10 years ago if you knew how to do hair you weren't telling people how to do it
2: you weren't you they still aren't to be honest like you know the good people, the real good people. Even wig makers, they don't even want to tell their shit. To be honest with you, Vanity
3: doesn't. Bobby doesn't. I mean, nobody, because because they're they don't need to. I mean, these are people who don't even have time to take on new clients. Half the time, I'm lucky I'm tricking to tell because I know that if I was Beth from down the street, they wouldn't take time to work for me even if I had the money.
1: Because
3: mm. at a certain point, they're like, I can only do this many wigs a day, so I need to be doing them for the most famous people so I can build my career. I understand that. It's not always the hard. girl who does my costumes, Amy, everyone's always like, who does your costumes? And I tag her, but like, I don't want everyone to start using her because she makes me probably between five and 10 costumes a month. So oh, like,
2: no. that, that I need while. her. Yeah, no. That-
3: but it's nice because she's an artist and she's a costume maker. And we have sort of a, not to tell our, the way I pay people, but we have almost like a retainer. Like mm-hmm. I have, I buy a certain number of costumes for her per month, no matter what. So she can count on paying her bills, her, you can pay for fabrics. We actually have a huge TV project coming up, huge. And I have this amazing, generous costume budget. So I got to give her a great pay per episode that wasn't out of my pocket. And I got to, Mm. so she's like, oh my God, I'm going to get to use real silk and
1: fancy
3: fancy closures and, you know, fancy linings. Cause usually we'll skimp on like a lining or, you know, if it's like pit stop, let's say. That's when I'll do a little more magic with my wigs where I'll be like, well, let's take this wig that I didn't really like and let's see, let's try it as a topper. Oh, that looks great as a topper.
1: Because
3: mm-hmm. I have a lot of wigs. that People are like, oh, I love that wig. And I'm like, this is two wigs that are separate that now you're seeing together. On Pit Stop, I'm usually wearing just two wigs put on top of each other that weren't even originally meant to go together.
2: Interesting. So you're on the spot creating. like. All the time. (laughs) What would what what is something that had like a skill you had to like create to like like oh this is something now I have to use. Does that make sense? Like good question. Can you rephrase it? What do you mean? Like like you know like I use the roller bottle. You know you came up with something that is to you. You know a a secret a trade secret. Now I do have some good ones actually. I think I, I think the way I stack lashes is pretty
3: unique. Mm -hmm. I kind of stack them one on top of the other, but fanning out. So mm-hmm. you're not getting 10 lashes stacked identical on top of each other. You stack one and the next one, you move out a little more and out a little more so that it's a big dramatic curl. And then towards the end of the lash, I go in and I cut up a lash and I add individual spikes so that mm-hmm. my crease, like my big Trixie white and you know whatever crease, you still see definition of little black. And I make them pers- purposely asymmetrical it looks better when they're not the same, the same.
2: Mm, okay. I like this. Okay. Yeah. What was the worst job you've ever had? Worst, like worst, like hated it. Yeah, sure. I
3: used to caption telephone calls for the deaf at a company called CapTel in Wisconsin, in Milwaukee. Yep, $9 an hour, which at the time was the best pay I ever got. But I had to, there was a service where let's say you, Daniel, let's say your grandma's really hard of hearing. Let's say you want to talk to her on the phone. Grandma's probably not totally deaf, but grandma probably needs, you know, she'll be like, what? Oh, she can (laughs) hear you, but not perfect. But her, so she had a landline with a screen on it. And I would listen to you talking to your grandma and I would caption or revoice with my voice into a system that would like uh, voice to text what was being Uh said. So grandma could hear you and see it. No. (laughs) Yeah. I did it for months. It was horrible, got fired. I got fired because it was Christmas and you're supposed to be very attentive on these calls. And my supervisor came around the corner and I was doing puff paint on a Christmas sweater. And he just unplugged my headphones and was like, you're done. I've been fired like five times. Oh. Us being self-employed is the only thing I haven't been fired from. But I am very disappointed with my primary employee.
2: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) this is... um, what see you're so funny you made me forget my I was anyway Uh, I like
3: working for myself though because I do have a an unshakable work ethic work is all I care about and all I think about aren't you off right now yeah I'm off right now for a week but but (laughs) I mean I'm making YouTube videos all week and like you're doing my podcast
2: drag. i was i mean i'm doing thank you first okay. off like i'm like oh i'm off i'm like oh shit she's off she's she's busy she's very bu- well he, here you are I'm yeah like- i'm doing
3: Katy and i had to do bald and the beautiful this weekend i'm doing fortune themesters podcast this week i'm always busy girl because again there's i mean all these things there's not someone doing it and my face is on it so like at the makeup company i'm there Mm -hmm. a lot we're on zooms constantly to name and test and pay for and design all these products i mean Uh, it's a lot
2: is there anything that you wish to change in your line like you're like oh i should have did this first like that you like figured out
3: yes i wish i would have started with more tools like brushes and stuff like we have a lot of cool brushes coming out but i'm like i wish i would have started with that there's still certain things i want to make but i haven't perfected yet like we have some formulas that i'm like almost getting fatigued on because I'm just excited about it but I'm not going to put it out until it's perfect until it's like I've been trying some of this stuff over and over again for a year or more and I'm like I'm ready for this to be good I'm ready for us to get to where it's I think we, we currently have one shadow palette on the market and I can't say but maybe we have a lot more coming out and thinking back I'm like we probably could have started with shadow palettes
2: mm. mm-hmm. and- but I just
3: love blush so much I thought Blush is such a fun way to wear color. That's not a huge commitment. And I'm always thinking of the beauty fan who doesn't look like a beauty guru. You can love beauty and not wear tons of makeup. So I'm always thinking of like, like we just launched Eden, which is like a muted ginger cinnamon lipstick. I'm obsessed with it. I'm like, I'm always thinking of like the librarian who wants a wearable color, but just wants like fun packaging. Yeah. You know, not everything has to be, like, shocking, crazy. I love, like, Stacey lipstick that's neon pink. I love daytime realness, our blue eyeshadow yeah. palette. But I love, like, Marsha, 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 which is, like, a, sh- a clear champagne gloss. Just I say. love real girl makeup. I love soft makeup. My favorite makeup look on women is clean brow, clean lashes, clean skin, and just, like, a, a pop of color on the cheek. Like, the Bobby Brown look. I love, like, that- the Bobby Brown
2: look. Yeah. I mean we we both came from the, the counter. So. What counter were you at? Oh we were Lancome. I was the Oh Lancome. Boutique. Lancome boutique. Um at a uh, Nordstrom, M- Macy's? Uh Lord and Taylor. Lord work. and Taylor. Yeah, it, Jersey. Jersey Girl work. Lord and Taylor. I've had a few Lancome
3: products. The the remover, the, the like yeah, orange bottle. Hypnos mascara. Oh,
2: yeah, mascara is their big thing. I think
3: that's all I've had. <laughs> That's it. I don't think I've ever had even a lipstick from them.
2: Oh yeah, let's. You don't need it. You're good. You got the you got the staples because the the remover is what they're known for and the mascara. So
3: yeah, the remover I heard was great. We had it on tour.
2: I will say this: don't get it in your eyes. Oh no, it'll burn. Yeah, it burns. It burns. That's it. I mean, what what can we look forward to? What can we look? I know you. There's a lot you can't say, but yeah, anything well, that you um... want to, to plug.
3: I'm in Milwaukee. I'm a proud owner of Wisconsin's oldest gay bar now. So that's been great. I'm here all week having meetings with my co-owners talking about our lovely business and our lovely clientele. So if you're ever in Milwaukee, please stop into, I mean, it's a gay bar older than Stonewall. It's really historical, it's iconic. It's the type of gay bar that has like, you know, carpet on the walls. Yeah. It's that kind of joint. Uh, and then, you know, Shop Trixie Cosmetics. You can listen to The Bald and the Beautiful. I recap The Pit Stop every single week on for VH1. Uh, you can watch Queens Who Like to Watch on Netflix. You could watch uh, season six. It's not out yet, but we're filming now. And then so many, I have so much shit coming out. The, the biggest things I've ever done, the biggest TV products I've ever gotten, the biggest makeup products I've ever done, the biggest albums are all about to happen in the next like year. Yeah. Those are really about to be wild. Legacy shit. RuPaul who?
2: Oh, I mean, no comment.
3: <laughs> some of us, All right, guys. Some of us are also bald uh, bald narcissists, okay?
2: <laughs> you didn't even say hello. Well, she hates you. She yeah.
3: came up to me and said, I fucking hate her. <laughs> you know, I've always had great relationships with RuPaul because I think that I don't imagine her to be anything. So... I think, oh, yeah, it's a 60-year-old man who is a television veteran. I don't expect a hug. No, you know I mean? right, no. But I find, I'm, not, I'm not saying you feel this way, but when drag queens are like, I was disappointed. I'm like, Mary, it's a TV set. On TV sets, people, sometimes oh, yeah. no. sometimes people are in scenes together and don't even talk to each other until the cameras are on.
2: This is true. Like,
3: it's just, she's always is- been very respectful to me. RuPaul's such a business person, so I love, like, on season 11, I was there doing some stuff. And the, the, the electricity went out. So me and RuPaul are in the workroom alone for like an hour at a table just talking. And it was like, we're sitting there and she's asking about like, who writes your music? And I was like, I do. And she's like, who owns it? I was like, I do. She's like, oh, cool. And she pays attention to us. I wouldn't say she like stands us, but she like knows if we're out there doing shit. Mm. She came to see me and Katya and Romy Michelle.
2: Uh, well, hello. I mean, yeah, that's nice of her.
3: She snuck in the back and she was in a, covid mask and like i believe like a wheelchair and like a sun hat she was trying to hide yeah i don't know if she was successful in that but
2: (laughs) oh my gosh well thank you so much for doing this i am so honored to have you on my podcast so guys make sure you check out the wig hackers podcast and there will be more things to come toots everybody Thanks for tuning in to another exciting episode of Wig Hackers. I love talking about all things hair and wigs. So if you have questions, comments, queries, concerns, come follow me on Instagram. I have so much information there, at Daniel Koy Official. I love helping and inspiring other hair artists and enthusiasts, so don't be afraid to reach out. And remember, do your hair because if you're looking good, you're feeling better.